Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here we are getting drunk festivally. Drinking a lot and doing some shots. Dark rum and white wine, Prosecco is fun. Now the, the drunk, drunk Christmas, Christmas has begun. begun. Watching a movie that's chosen by you. Flo, come on, stay awake. Pour in some Jägermeister into my gin. Woo! Happy Drunk Christmas! Welcome to Why This Film's Drunk Christmas. I'm your host, Emily Slade, and joining me is the fabulously festive Flo. Woo! (laughs) It's the ghost of Christmas past. (laughs) Surely Christmas present here in Christmas land. Christmas past, though, because it's a movie from the past. That is, that is, yep. Uh, This holiday season, as voted for by you, we're making our way through five Christmas genres, action, horror, children, never before seen, and classic. All the genres. Today is horror. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. More ghosts. It's a very ghostly, ghostly time of Christmas. I blame Dickens. I blame Dickens. Um, For all the horror ghosts. The horror of Christmas. Stuff. Yeah, I blame him. Because you can't, whenever there is horror at Christmas, it tends to be with ghosts. She says, out of her butt. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the list of stuff that we were going to watch, none of it was ghosts. But, um, but yeah, sure, why not? Is as follows. Uh, from the choices of Black Christmas, the original uh, babysitter with the phone call tale. Jack Frost, 1997, not 1998. Less charming, huge Michael difference. Keaton. Huge difference. More fangs on a snowman uh krampus which is a little bit cheating to be fair because it's quite a modern movie and gremlins you're making us watch gremlins it's a good choice it's a it's a great choice it's a good choice it's a great choice um cool i was gonna say like how do we feel about that choice so you've you've seen gremlins yeah i i've seen um the jack frost movie the well both of them um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean Let's be honest, if you're talking about, like, classic Christmas movies from the past that are kind of horror-y, it can only be Gremlins, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a solid choice. It's I was pleased. I would have liked to have seen that Jack Frost, but um, I'm perfectly happy with this choice because I feel this is going to be a better movie, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a good movie. Um, we watch it very often in our house. Um, we were introduced to it quite young. Yeah, I Probably. saw it very young. Um, it's, I think it's one of those funny ones that manages to slip under the radar somehow because it comes across with that sort of Ghostbusters Yeah, and uh, it, it's so cute vibe. and it's... Yeah. Um, I mean, same with Ghostbusters, where Ghostbusters really scared me when I saw it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there are so many bits in it that are appropriate for children, but in a slightly, like, on-the-edge way... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw it young, and I know I've seen it a couple of times, but honestly, I think it's been at least 
at least 10 years since I've seen it. Probably oh, longer. Wow. This is the kind of one now that me and my sister have to watch once our parents have gone to bed around Christmas time. It's like, like who's watching? You know, you have your Christmas list of it, and you're like, "What are we gonna watch?" And they're like, "Well, we have to watch The Holiday," you know, that Christmas classic. Um, and then we're like, "Well, we have to watch Gremlins," and they're like, "Nah." If so. I'm honest, I didn't really remember that this was Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Christmas in it? It's very Christmassy. See, obviously that's all just gone right. I mean, I know it plays at Christmas, but that's gone right over yeah. my head. No, it's um it's you know, if someone at some point wears a Santa hat, it's Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, it is more than that. It is I mean, there's I'm excited cuz this this movie has some of the saddest, darkest little moments um from my young life i remember hearing phoebe cates's little monologue and being like that is not only my biggest fear come to life it's also a lot of like what i've been trying to put in my own creative writing in like an angst way you know when you have just horrific ideas god i don't remember write them any down. of this a, yeah a i'm excited monologue by phoebe oh cates. it's so sad is it sadder than the one in drop dead fred <laughs> <laughs> She's good. She's good at bringing out these heartfelt, impossibly sad monologues. Phoebe Cates, where are you today? She's so beautiful as well. Yeah, she really is. And the two mains in this cast, very, very. Who's the other? Young who's people. the other person? <laughs> I can see it here. Uh... I, I literally gave you. I can see it, Zach Galligan. But <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I thought you might know who that is. More than me. No, because he's not really been in much either. Yeah, but I mean, from fair. what I can remember, really good in Gremlins. Very good. Very, very good in Gremlins. Um, Billy. Uh, very excited to get into this. The rules of the game are anytime Mrs. Deagle threatens Barney. Oh, God, I don't remember this. Movie I was going to say, does that what? ring any bells? <laughs> Is Barney a, a child? A dog? <laughs> We'll find out. Okay. Um, uh, anytime a mogwai or gremlin gets wet. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I remember that. Whenever someone says the word gremlins. Okay. Standard. Um, whenever the dad's inventions get used. I just come. Don't remember inventions, but okay. <laughs> and um, finish your drink when Gizmo drives his car. And Spike dies. Spoiler alert. Oh, R.I.P. Um, Spike. Are we happy with those rules? We want to add anything? We want to take anything away? I don't. Turns out I don't remember the movie. So um, yeah, sounds good. Nice. I'm excited that you don't remember the movie. Yeah. I'm sure it will come flooding back to you, but it's just so joyous. I'm so. And obviously the animatronic and the puppetry is just such a delight. Yeah. Um. Apparently, every day after filming, they had to go around the car park and everyone had to, like, lift their trunks up to make sure that they weren't stealing any of the animatronics off the set. They were so expensive. Wow. Um, uh, And what are you drinking? I'm drinking wine. Christmassy wine. What colour? White. I I know I can see, (laughs) but... (laughs) I'm holding it up to you with Zoom, like, it's white, Emily. It's white, Emily. What are you drinking? I am drinking. Uh, I've had my obligatory shot of Jägermeister and I'm now onto the Prosecco with some added 
creme de framboises. How do you say it? It's strawberries. From 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 I don't know. From way from boises from framboises from framboises from bois and then just leave all the rest silent what color is it <laughs> well seeing it's made out of strawberries <laughs> it's pink okay good to know <laughs> good to know um i'm so excited mm. to get into this um. now why do you gotta drag people off the street rude Add that line to explain why the fuck he's following that child. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Every every evening when I start my night shift, I light every single candle every in this candle. store. It's a nightmare. You've got customers <laughs> knocking them over, burning down the store every day. We've got brilliant insurance. <laughs> Invention gets used. A dirty drink. I'm gonna be speaking Mogwai the whole way through this. Okay. You, you can't help it. So this store sells like chess pieces, spiders, <laughs> incense, gremlins. live gremlins. <laughs> it's exactly what I've been looking for, and I've been everywhere. I'll give you two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, if that's exactly what you've been looking for, no wonder you haven't found it. Just a <laughs> ball or something. <laughs> It's the 80s. Although he must be a bit like, you, you keep all this stuff that you don't sell in your store and we're like going hungry. Like, it's just an excuse for you to like hoard stuff. <laughs> Granddad, I need to eat. Granddad, every time someone comes in to buy something, you say it comes with much responsibility and you can't sell it. <laughs> Till when? Yeah, when does that end? Like, I would be so scared. Like, at I nine in the morning, I'd be like, fuck, yeah. I don't is know. Is this okay? Like, 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 when is it safe to you to eat? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah! Roll credits. Oh, look at the dog. <laughs> so good. stare forward stupidly because they're like a stage dog yeah they got their eyes on the tree yeah, behind the camera like... <laughs> it's so good because it's like i guess it's not realistic acting from a dog but it's like the cutest thing a dog can do to just like, it's like oh, 20, 1920s hollywood acting from yeah, a dog exactly yeah just staring off like with your beautifully who is that He's like in everything, you know. Small soldiers. He's in Small Soldiers. He always pops up as the sort of blue collar worker in this director's movies. Like he said, this director's movies. Like I might not know who Steven Spielberg is. <laughs> it's not Spielberg, is it? It's Joe Dante. It said it was Steven Spielberg at the start. Did Maybe it say it's just a... directed or produced? Oh, you're right. It must be produced by him. Take it back then. I don't know who that director is. It doesn't take you that long to get to work, Billy, so why do you drive to work? He's just an American, isn't he? <laughs> oh, directed by Dante. What else has he directed? I believe Piranha 3D. 
The burbs, small soldiers, the Looney burbs. Tunes back in action. The burbs. The burbs. I've never heard of that before. Oh, the yes, burbs. Um, okay. Like the suburbs. Not like you know how people jokingly call birds burbs now. Oh. Like, oh, it's like a Hitchcock uh, Hitch, remake, The Hitchcock parody, like... The Burbs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds cool. That sounds great. <laughs> oh. Here she bloody comes. <laughs> you did stop me in the street when I was clearly on my way somewhere. That like stupid fucking voice. <laughs> Good morning, Good morning. Fuck off, Jim. You're always doing something. Like, you're not quirky, Jim. Leave it. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Well, everyone will say they're hungry now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, we are poor and she's mean. They get it, hon. They get it. <laughs> Mommy, my clothes smell and I haven't eaten for weeks. You just keep <laughs> lifting stuff as you walk yeah. off screen. We had to kill our dog and eat him. <laughs> I miss him. Drink. Bonnie is a dog. Bonnie's a dog. Jesus, what is wrong with this lady? Yeah, she's a bitch. She's literally yeah, like she's the like, wicked witch of the not west. A bitch. She's like a psychopath. Like, <laughs> she reminds me of um, this when they had a serial killer character on Hollyoaks, and he was this grandfather type figure who everyone was like, "Oh, she's a poor innocent lady," except or oh, man, and he'd walk around going like. Hello there, Lindsay. <laughs> I want to eat your I'm skin. I'm going to fucking kill you, Lindsay. <laughs> and everyone would be like, oh, that's just granddad. Leave him yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, that's real swell. I feel like working for nothing. This is such a specific hey, brand of villain mind. where it's like, the capitalism man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, using a dad's invention. Oh. What? Sorry, I'm just scared for her fingers. Oh. <laughs> Why is she not looking at what she's cutting? You're right, her fingers are gonna end up in and that onion. she's putting the knife on her fucking fingers. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> Straight to the shaking. Billy, never do that. No, never. Yeah, like you just said, is it a birdcage? <laughs> Possibly with a bird inside? <laughs> so he's like, woohoo! I guess he's like, you'd never fully wrap up a creature, but his dad's like, That's well, true. I fucking have. So, <laughs> open it quickly. Have you <laughs> I don't fucking know. A kid sold him to me on the side of the street without know. his grandfather's permission. He gave me a bunch of rules about it. I have no idea what it eats or what it requires. Do you know how they did Gizmo's voice? I do not. I imagine it's just like Frank Welk or someone. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those famous voice yeah. actors that sort of do animals. It sounds like it's been almost put through a like... Synthesizer? Yeah. Howie Mandel does Gizmo's voice. Howie Mandel! As and the... Frank Welker. Howie Mandel who was the fit dog from David Copperfield when he's a cat, the thing I made you watch. No way. Howie Mandel as Mealy, the dog. No way. There you go. Oh my God. That's so funny. And you know how I said Frank Welker as a joke? He's in this movie as a bunch of voices for Gremlins <laughs> nice. Do you ever have a glass of milk? I know he's quite used, young, but used I- to, Used to as a kid. Yeah. 
Fair. You never really have a glass of milk anymore. Why is no one like... The hell is that? <laughs> it's a fucking alien monster! <gasps> no! Oh, he got a wet. Rule, a rule. Drink! In fairness, yeah, it, it's... It's really the fault of that thing for having such an absurd thing happen to it when it touches water. <laughs> you cannot blame the poor being for how it was born. Kids these days. They just don't appreciate when an alien life form sprouts other alien life forms. <laughs> like we used to when we were kids when we had those alien toys and we'd put yeah, them in the fridge and try and make them do back it. and make them pregnant. Yeah. Wasn't a thing. Probably the first like really good viral toy story, you know, where it was like people would buy yeah. aliens just to do that. And, and it... everyone knows it. Everyone knows that's yeah. how you make alien babies, but no one ever had any. Well, it's the first fake news. Mm. Actually, no, in fairness, I think kids have always done that probably. But... <laughs> like those, the people who made those aliens must have been like. For some reason, this weird story has taken off, and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to the company. Our stocks are way up <laughs> because there's an urban legend that our toys can have children and give birth. How are you supposed to shave if the shaving mirror is also on the item? That is an excellent question. No. They might even replace the dog as the family pet. Don't say... <laughs> He's right there! <laughs> Gizmo's so sad. It's not, it's not you yours to breed. Yeah, you didn't fucking make it. You were literally given it with such explicit instructions and, like, you believed the, the, the words of a 12-year-old kid who was like, my grandpa's crazy, rather than a clearly wise old magic man who was like, <laughs> wise no. Wise old magic man. <laughs> The classic trope. <laughs> oh, poor baby! Imagine what a horrible thing this could be if oh, he'd like hung God. the dog. Oh yeah, I imagine that was in a first draft yeah, somewhere. And then they were like, I just no. cannot imagine coming out onto the porch and finding my dog. I'd be tangled so, up in fairy yeah, so I'd be distraught. I kept calling that kid Spike. It's Stripe. So I apologise. Stripe, not Spike. Stripe? By, ki by kid, oh, I mean. Stripe. The stripey, the stripey Mogwai. One. Are any of them called Spike? No, I always thought his name was Spike because it sounded more threatening, but his yeah. name is Stripe because he has a stripe on Makes his sense. head. I love his jumper. Yeah, it's a good jumper. He's got a great look overall throughout this movie. Like, lovely jumpers, lovely hair. Also, so far, it's been a really nice, like, understated performance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's very real. I mean, he's a little... He's not reacting realistically to the fact that he's got an alien life form that sprouts yeah. others. But um, apart from that, it's very I'm real. I've got minor hiccup. Gremlins drink! Gremlins drink. Drink. Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins. What is that? Oh, it, it, it's a combined harvester or a tractor or something. 
It's his plow. It's his Kentucky plow. Oh, right. <laughs> Not his combine harvester, as I said. Which seems like <laughs> an odd thing hard. to be marked outside your bar. I see, yeah. Snow plow makes more sense. Have you ever had a, a, a troop of carolers come around your, your, your residential areas? I've never, ever witnessed it in real life. We did have that once, and it was really, it was re- no, but it was uncomfortable, you know. It was oh, like you're like, do I owe you money like, now? I, yeah, and like I've been watching telly, and then they had to open the door to you and listen to a song and be like, you, you didn't have okay, to. Thing. I mean, you thought like they ring the doorbell. It's not no, just it's like, like trick and treaters or Jehovah's Witnesses. You can just be like, oops, I didn't hear. I think because you don't expect it. Like, Jehovah's Witnesses, you open the door because you don't know who it is, and then you're like, oh, no. We can talk about it, you know, on the phone and kind of square everything away. What? <laughs> Let's square everything away. Let's do it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, wait, I just remembered I'm washing my hair on this. <laughs> I'd just be like, okay, I'll expect your call. I don't know what's going to involve. Yeah. That sounds terrifying, but okay. <laughs> Oh, they're so cute. Good for them. Mm. Still, 20 to 12, I wouldn't trust it. I'd be like, you can wait. Yeah, because what if you get, like, a tiny crumb left at the bottom of the thing? Yeah. How do you get rid of them? What do you mean? Like, Well, like, what would you do once you had them? You'd be like, I can't give them to people. I can't, um, I don't know, fucking, I mean... (laughs) Could you take them to a vet and have them put put down? down? (laughs) Blend them up with one of Dad's inventions? (laughs) Oh, I also absolutely adore that in every movie they watch black. They watch nothing but black Black and white movies. That's all they watch. (laughs) They don't watch things in colour in movies. No. No one has colour TVs. No, no. Dad, did you feed them after midnight? No. Well, I gave them some chicken. But I made sure that it... Oh. No, 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 wait a minute. It's dark. Oh, no. Oh, those crafty little Billy. He's going through changes. He's going through changes. He's going through changes. Ozzy Osbourne and Kelly Osbourne there. <laughs> is that who it is? It is, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it is. They, yeah, they sang a, a father-daughter song. Yeah. Much like the Sinatras before them. But I liked it. I, liked it. I thought it was more. a cute song. Yeah, it's a cute song. Unlike saying something stupid like I love yeah, you. Yeah, it's just, it's just creepy up. and unnecessary. <laughs> Oh, look how cute her gingerbread men are. Sure Let's drink to that. After you, hun. This is a great Christmas film because she's a brilliant pantomime villain. She's really, like, she's good. I mean, I think she's almost, a, like, not to be mean, but she's a terribly written villain. Where oh. she's like... Yeah. out loud to people I'm gonna fucking kill dogs <laughs> and make them suffer and everyone's you. like oh I'm so sorry Mrs. Eagle rather than being like fuck you you go, go evil little prison. bitch <laughs> it's a homage to that black and white movie we saw two seconds ago 
Day of the Triffids? I don't know. Tell you what, if it, I don't know, but if it was Day of the Triffids, we'll look it up later, and if it was, we'll have an, we're down a glass. Yes, agreed. If not, we're down two glasses. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bye. When the bell went in my school, it was, ah, 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 that bell, bell is for me. Is for me not, not you. For you. <laughs> in American movies, the kids are like, yeet. <laughs> bye. They injected him with. They just Zeb? shoved the. They just. They killed him and then they just shoved the. the, the what? What is that called? Syringe. Syringe. So they, did, so they didn't inject him with their blood. No, no, no. They just stabbed it in his butt to be like, "Fuck you." That's what you yeah, get. Yeah. It's a comment about experimenting on animals. Yes. It's deep. It's very classic horror. I'm a big fan. All right. Would you like to report the dead body? Nah, I'm gonna chase the like creature through the air vents for a bit. I wouldn't care to report the dead man. Nah. <laughs> Gotta look through some cupboards first. What were you using that knife for when you were making gingerbread men? It's also yeah, perfectly it's so clean. clean. <laughs> just like, just in case one of the gingerbread men comes to life. <laughs> go, mum, go. Stabby, yeah. stabby. stabby. Just stabby stab them all to death. That's yeah. not against the rules. Yeah, that was never explicitly against the rules. Yeah, it was well within the rules to just stab a gremlin to death. <laughs> Getting through this prosecco. Me too. <laughs> it's not even about because it's not been. It's not been like Shrek where the rules were like there was one rule and it got you every two seconds. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Nothing like it. Just really, it's a good movie for drinking along to. Yeah, it's just fun. It's a romp. Blend the bitch. That's so funny. I literally <laughs> said blend them with one of Dad's inventions, not remembering that happened. Yeah. Maybe it was somewhere in my subconscious. <laughs> I was like, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> but that's so brilliant because she's proven from the offset that she is willing to just fucking murder yeah. them. Yeah. And also, Smart. she's doing really good she's here. Doing brilliantly. Like... Yeah. Oh. She's fucking Damn. crushing she's it. She's taking them down. Yeah. She's like, you shall not ruin my kitchen. <gasps> and then this is great because it's just her fighting a Christmas tree. Yeah, so it's really very good. easy. And it doesn't, it allows for like, she doesn't have to do that thing people had to do in so many movies where they're fighting a puppet, when they're yeah. holding it up to their face while pretending they don't want it there. Fuck you! It's striped! It's striped! What a little shit! He blew his nose on the curtains. Get back here! Mm. Oh, he's broken into the school. Yeah, he's chasing um, Stripe's tail. Tail. Not his literal tail. Gremlins don't have tails. But his, like... Is that tra an trail is what I'm trying to say. It's trail. But You're on his because tail? I said You're on Stripe's stripe. tail. Oh my god! No! no! Stripe, you... You magnificent genius. Yeah. He knows like, what's up. I know what I'm doing. Gremlins. Gremlins in your trunk. Gremlins in your trunk. <laughs> right. 
I barely saw any of that scene because you and I, in the moment the synth kicked in, started doing like a disco rave. <laughs> How could we not? Oh, Well, that's all right. If they kill her, that's all good. Oh, she's, she's disabled and stuff. Well, no, she's old. She has a lot that's of cats. Kind of, that's the same thing, though, isn't it? Like, well, like, and she loves cats. Yeah, but that's code for like crazy old lady in eighties no, movies. It, well, I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that. It's changed movies. now, but back then it was code for like horrid person. I'm afraid, lonely oh, horrid person. Oh, she likes them. Oh, please don't feel. So- she wanted to kill Barney. <sighs> Maybe she's just been hurt and. She wanted to maybe, kill. Maybe one of the cats she loved was killed by a dog. That happens. No, she's. See, she hates Christmas carolers. What a. She... Yeah, well, I hate Christmas carolers. <laughs> <laughs> Do not relate to Mrs. Deagle. Oh, hold on, hold on. Though she loves cats. She hates Christmas carolers. She was Uh-oh, about to douse them in water. water. They're singing their own theme tune. They are so well organised. Like, where did they get these clothes? I know. So, like, they're so on it. Stripe must have incredible leadership. That he's like, I've prepared everything. I've prepared. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Question: They're standing in snow. Does that not multiply them more? Oh, interesting. That's just frozen water, baby. It is. They should be multiplying every two seconds. <laughs> All the time. Poor Phoebe Cates. Wait, sorry, is Phoebe Cates trying to serve them? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just be like, look, they want booze, I have booze, they won't well, they kill have, me if they I don't just have any keep giving ma- I just leave. I mean, I know you might die, but she looks like she's just trying to bartend. Like, oh, I'll get my tip in the end. Like, oh, crazy yeah. night. They're getting their little personalities. (laughs) (laughs) They're finally allowed to flourish in ways that Gizmo was not allowed to. (laughs) Coming into their own. It's the 80s. (laughs) Flash dance, Gremlin. It's so Christmassy. I love how they walk. So sad. Okay. No offense to Phoebe Kate's dead dad, but um, <laughs> that's the dumbest <laughs> I know. thing I've ever <laughs> heard of anyone doing. I know. Like, I would be so furious. I would be like, what, what were, were you thinking? thinking? You were climbing down, down. a fucking. Chimney, chimney that we still use it's got like when i found you there was a lit fucking fire because it's a chimney that's in, a chimney use. That's in use and you climb down it with presents i mean like awful so sad but it's one of those things where you're like but the logic like, behind it doesn't yeah. add up Sounds absolutely terrible, and like maybe that's happened before. I don't know. Possibly, but I don't know what chimneys are like in America either. But it seems absurd as a thing of like, yeah, because Whose people idea will that? risk life and limb just to like to make, make it seem like Santa Claus was coming. Yeah, and like just... I would at least tell the wife yeah, to be like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do, do this. this, 
And then the wife would go, no, you're not. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> yes. the first thing I've ever heard. Just walk, I'll make sure she's upstairs coming through the door. Yeah. And I'll go, yeah. oh my God, he came in through the chimney. <laughs> because we need to like, risk our death in order to make our child believe a lie. But you know... <laughs> He didn't do that, and now he's dead. So what does that say? <laughs> but bless Phoebe Kate. Like I'm really a... sorry if that's ever happened. No, it sounds yeah, no. So Again, good. apologies if that's how you've lost a loved one. But um, <laughs> I mean, many people die every year pretending to be Santa Claus climbing down the chimney, and that is the real tragedy of Christmas, famously. But <laughs> it still seems odd to me. It's very strange. It's very stupid and unnecessary. An unnecessary risk. And also, like, such a sad story to give a woman who gets no... Like, I like her character, but she doesn't get, like, much development outside Yeah, that's what of... she gets. I had a dumb dad and he's dead now. Yeah, like, I hate Christmas, like, three quarters of the way through the movie. Here's why. Okay, anyway, on with the story. And, and legitimately, this movie is, like, another reason why I hate Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, what else? So she doesn't there? even get over her fear, like Die yeah. Hard Man. At least that yeah. made sense thematically, yeah. even if it was very problematic. This scene is iconic. sense i don't know where they've come from so for them to know the words to snow white which is skipped about 10 minutes by the way um that annoys me more (laughs) the fact that we've just skipped 10 minutes of snow white um look at him he's got a popcorn bucket on his head they're having a great time gizmo does not get as much screen time as i remember if he gets the water it'll start all over again i'd like to see a little bit more of him he might have been very expensive but it's just funny because in the same way that it makes sense for the villains to be more conspicuously absent because it's good when they appear, mm. it's weird when the hero character is like always slightly poking out of a bag because it's like we can't animate them for every, you know, second. It, yeah, it's almost like he's not the hero. Yeah, now I feel like a kiss. I mean, I know I was talking about my dad dying horribly <laughs> like 15 minutes ago and then we blew up a cinema, but like, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit horny now, so let's just... Teenagers, man. They're not even teenagers. They're clearly like 26. Yes, they work in a bank. Yeah. They both work in a bank. Well, I mean, the like... thing you said he was 23, so we can assume that they're sort of that post-university that graduate of position. I love your jumper. A great array of jumpers. I want... Sell me the Billy Peltzer jumpers. I will buy them. How did Spike do that? How do they know about 
Transmission. How do they know? They're literally, they're literally to knowing electricity. But yeah. how? I'd love to know more. Well, isn't that part of the fun, the mystery? Isn't it fun that like we have no reference for why they do things? You get to decide. You don't have to be told everything. You're your own person. You have independent yeah, thought. Don't you be told things that are important for like why things happen. That's a very American way of looking at it. <laughs> We've been trashing Americans this whole episode. <laughs> this is a formal apology to I the United say, States of America. I just say, you know, when it's America. like a movie and it's like, who cares why, yeah, like, yeah. death. And I'm just not saying that other, like, other things do that totally, mm. but, like, that is a thing where you're like, but why? Why are the villains it doing is, that? It is What's interesting. Like, we're, we're really not told anything about them. And I, you know, the fact that they're sort of in... Chinatown. I think it's meant to be A and E T doll. E T. Worming his way into fucking everything. After he said phone home. Shrike is a massive fan of E T. He's a big Spielberg fan. He stands a Spielberg. Can you blame him? Oh, her hair looks great. So good. Ah! Oh shit! <laughs> Wipe! Stop it! This is, I guess, like a a sort of Costco Walmart type thing. It's smaller though than those. It's but they're selling everything. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I went to Costco once while I was in Canada, and they really did have like here's the aisle where you buy raft, the ski wear section. Where you buy food. And like, it was just weird in that sense. You were like, oh, okay, my rafts and my food. I get that from the same store. But um, you right, the store even seems small, but it's covering everything we need. Yeah, it's like a and it's huge got a fountain in it. department store. Like a... That is quite Ow. like Walmart-y, I guess. Ow. Walmart sounds like an absolute dream. Gremlins! Gremlins! Drink! He's a proper little shit. The other ones were like, ha, 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 we're going to turn your lights off. And he's like, I'm going to shoot you in the arm. Yeah, I'm probably going to kill you. <laughs> oh, he's driving his car. We're going to turn our drinks. If you can't control a chainsaw, you shouldn't be allowed to wield one. Is that how a chainsaw works? It will harmlessly carry you across the floor if you put it on the ground? He waited. He waited for Billy to be like, "Watch what I'm gonna do, bitch." Yeah, he's stood there for hours. Like, <laughs> while well, Billy on. wandered around the like toy aisle, like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Funny. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Funny, baby. Not, you clipped him. You mustn't clip him. Funny. <laughs> you helped. You helped. Funny. <laughs> So glad he's here. Mm. Stripe dies. Drink. Oh god, he's still fucking alive. Oh, that's very cool. I mean, it's sad for Stripe, but oh, that's very sad. I hope he didn't. He suffered. He did suffer. He suffered. That was his skeletal remains yeah, writhing in pain cool. as he melted to the floor in a bubbling ooze. To Stripe. R.I.P. Stripe. You weren't. You didn't ask to be born the way you were. You didn't but ask to be born. You were made to suffer for it. And you did the best you could with the little knowledge that you had. You were a good leader. You, you were, were a great a good leader. leader. Very organized. 
was, I believe, a box. You've just come to say I fucking purchased him from you, and I'm sorry that you know, uh, behind his back without his permission from his underage grandchild. All right, fine. The but transaction was almost definitely not legit. He's my pet. But why did you have him in your store, you stupid? But it wasn't for sale. He was at the back, hidden you under a bunch of drapes. You can't just keep shit in your store and go, oh, not for sale. You can if your store is underground and That's you what are people not. people who like self-fake Rolexes do, where they're like, oh no, sorry, that one's not for sale. And you're like, why not? And they're like, well, maybe for this amount. Like, you know, he always meant to sell it. No one's ever ready, in your opinion. But to be fair, these people were definitely not ready. Well, Corey Feldman wasn't ready. It wasn't even like, it was like mistakes. It was literally Corey Feldman's fault. Not to be, but you've got a stupid animal that like can't deal with water on earth. It's like 80% water. <laughs> you mean you understand what he says when he speaks to you? To hear, one has only to listen. What a great message. I still don't speak Mogwai, but... I'm listening as hard as I can. Bye, Billy. Bye, Billy. Billy. You may be ready. Until then, Mogwai will be waiting. Can you imagine if he made that his life's work and every year he would visit Chinatown and be like, Am I ready yet? Am I, am I ready? No, it's a it's a sort of like imperceptible. It's like, like a sense you of were, being ready. You were meant to forget that we existed, and uh, yeah, I didn't mean it to be like, oh, literally one day you'll be ready and <laughs> come by every day. Like, <laughs> stop it! And he'd be like, I won't. I want my pet back, and they'll be like, no, no. Happy Christmas. So if your air Drink. the choice of narrator could have made a little bit more sense in the fact that the narrator could have either have been a clearly more wiser uh, onlooker such as the man who, who no boosts. he was just the dude but telling it, the story about what his son got up to yeah which is fine but you know when you know when narration usually backpedals where it's like and it turned out that I was Wendy the whole time, or yeah. whatever. Like I'd have liked Chrissy's the narration. Like, this is who I am. You needn't ever doubt. Who yeah, I am. 
so for the grandson, here's my name. I'm a businessman, and then to have like, learned anyway, this story's nothing to do with me. A more valuable lesson is to don't sell your grandfather's creepy, mysterious shit to strangers because you're hungry. Lesson. Not that it even affected him, because I don't think it reached Chinatown, which is found he in... He was fine. What, probably I think L- he was, New he was York probably or LA. scolded in the sense of, like... Yeah, he never turns up at the end, so we don't know what happened to him. Maybe he was murdered <laughs> yeah. by How could you? I mean, don't, I don't even blame him. I think the whole setup was ridiculous. His grandfather was <laughs> keeping a monster that can turn into a murderer. <laughs> In a shop of stuff he sells. They're not just murderers. Kept being like, They're just kept being like, Oh, not for sale. And then like, full of a shop of things he doesn't sell, it seems. So I think, wonder his... Yeah, And but... he just told his grandson to go out into the cold no, water. No, see, this is where we differ. And find a man to buy his stuff. No. I don't think that man ever... In I always read it as that man was a mysterious gentleman from the East who lived there and guarded ancient bullshit to make sure, like the Warren's Cave of Wonders where they keep, like, Annabelle the doll and shit. Yeah, but they and, don't sell shit. Yeah, no, but yeah. he doesn't sell shit. We said at the beginning that everything anyone picks up, he's like, oh, it's too much responsibility to leave. I don't think he wants... I think the grandson with his American baseball cap and his capitalist ways oh, has succumbed to America. And he's and like, look, hon, we need to, like, make money. And the f- grandfather is like, no, we need to guard the treasures of ancient Eastern I just, ways. I just feel and like therefore, you, you can't that's paint why the kid as the trouble. Like, I'm painting the kid as the trouble. No, because either his grandfather hasn't just explained to him the meaning of the shop that he mans. Like, what, does he make him work at Because it then it's a liability. Like... If you're like, all of this shit is genuine ancient... Real it's a fucking liability if you tell your grandson we have a shop for the stuff we want that to sell. That grandson, why are we going hungry, Grandpa? Because we didn't for the sell the stuff for the Christmas. Okay, I'll try and sell the stuff. No, you must never. You must never sell the stuff. It's an idiotic thing. No, to you don't know. That grandson might have just been visiting for Christmas. He could he could live in like the Bronx with his parents, and he's <sighs> visited his old grandpa for Christmas and he's break. To sell some shit for Christmas, and he's Eve. like, "We need to, grandpa. We need to fucking make money off this maybe, shit." Maybe, maybe, but I I could also make up any bullshit story that makes it unacceptable that that happened <laughs> like it's just a batter because the film and i'm not saying it as a because the film i think is it's the right length and it's the right and it has the good action stuff and it doesn't matter but if we're gonna analyze it <laughs> yeah you could say that's why it would happen but maybe i'll say oh actually it turns out the grandfather's like a horrible abusive person and he like he sends the child out into the cold just to be a dick and then when he brings someone back to buy something he says no not for sale because he wants the child to suffer like we don't know it could be either i I can make up any shit from the limited time we spend with these characters they don't interact i don't believe I don't believe your thing. Like, I don't your believe thing your is thing. Pure conjecture. I mean, I don't believe my thing. Either. My thing works with the tone a, of the movie. That was an example of the bullshit I could say if I wanted to. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm just saying your thing is the same level of unlikely. Where it's like there was no proof either way. It was just like 
That's fair. You've seen him in a baseball cap and you've gone, I think it's <laughs> visiting over the holidays. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting how little information we get and perhaps Very that was uh, purposeful where it's they were little... like, no, you don't ha- need to like, know. I mean, I love that it's like, I love that they don't feel the need to be like, oh, it's an alien egg, it's a thing. They're just like, there's like an animal. Yeah, you know how you find animals sometimes? It's a weird little animal. It's got rules. And you're like, cool, I like that. Like, I like that it's so... Simple. Yeah, because not everyone's going to know. Like, someone who's selling something doesn't necessarily know the story of something. It's just a little bit weird that they start it off in a, like, kind of... um, What's the word? Like, a really stereotypical, like... Yeah, they take the... den of Yeah, they take the blame out of America and they plant it in a different... It's just odd because it's like I mean maybe that's a really common store, but I don't think it is of the like. Well, we you know we have Chinatown here in London, and and there are your stores where you walk in and there's sort of bric-a-brac and yeah bizarre little things, and there'll be one sort of in an undergroundy type vibe. So you can you can believe you know big trouble in little China vibes. There's stores that like um what's the word sort of in. The sense I've always got that, that those stores are more, um, I want to say, uh, like, I'm going to say bending to that stereotype, but mm. I don't mean bending, I mean, like, they're, like, they're the, choosing to yeah. go after that clientele, where yeah. they're, like, yeah, oh. you think there should be a weird bric-a-brac shop, so yeah. here's the weird so here's, here you can buy incense and mogwai, you're yeah. welcome. But maybe I'm naive, and actually it's the other way around, and that there's, like... I don't know. You know what? The fact is, I don't know. And I have no basis of reference to make a thing. So the, Yeah. The I think it falls into various stereotypes. Some that are perhaps not as um, enlightened or fair as they even... I don't even think they intended to be. When you look at the writing of Mrs. Deagle, you're like, I don't think anyone cared too much about how anyone came out of this. We have wholesome, wholesome wholesome good characters we have tragic tragic illogical tragic characters we have bad bad characters and we have stereotype stereotype characters and it's weird how bad i felt about mrs deagle (laughs) and it was like i know she was just a pantomime villain but i just felt bad in terms of the like you line up an old woman enough and i know this is going to be too sensitive so don't like feel free to judge me for it but there are so many things where you just line up a grumpy old woman who's not being nice and i know she was really actively being horrible but it's that thing of like oh a grumpy old woman who doesn't smile at the bank and stuff like she's a horrible bitch so it's like really lay that on hard and then it'll be fine when she gets fucking catapulted <laughs> out a glass window into the street. And I know she snow. was a bad woman, but like... I know, I think the yeah. problem I had was that she was... Unlike other, like, bad characters in it, who, I'm fairness, Capitalism Man is like an example of that where he didn't have a lot going for him. He disappeared. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get murdered because of his love of capitalism. Yeah, he he completely disappeared as a character. But, like, there were some bad characters, but they had a certain sense of, like, still some humanity. And I 
I know that they deliberately probably took away her humanity because they wanted that death and they were like, that would be cool, but we have to make sure she's really unlikable. Yeah. But I found it, like, with how unlikable they made her, I was like, you're setting her up. Like, it's like you're... You've decided you want to kill an old woman, so, like, do everything that like it's not remotely realistic or like yeah. a behaviour that would no, happen I, at the back I do but agree fine with she you. wants to kill dogs all the time yeah I mean she is she's literally um Lady Hamilton from 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 Wizard of Oz she's she's the wicked witch of the west like through and through and I think you make a really interesting point you've got the 23 year old capitalist asshole who would be the the real villain in any other piece disappears after the second act and like completely vanishes I, I, I don't want to also see that kid die but this told is the thing 23 and he was looking forward to his future this is the thing you couldn't kill the 23 year old bright-eyed dickhead but as much you, as he's but a you dickhead also can't, i'm not i'm sorry just because she's a woman well, and she's old no and i agree like, totally with you cool but think about yeah. it it's it's 1980 whatever we're playing yeah. so hard to hardcore old-fashioned tropes and we're homaging old-fashioned cinema in such a huge way. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to see where they might have come from. Almost definitely, incredibly thoughtlessly. But No, I agree. And I'm not... It's like, I'm really not saying it's, like, offensive or anything. I think I've seen that trope in many a thing where, like... The old bitchy woman dies. It's frustrating though because we also had Make America Great Again, and he doesn't die because he gets a phone call to the cops after. Yeah, his and it's, they, they played with tropes, and the only one who had a really horrible death was the old woman. Yeah, it just it like it was weird. It's tired it, to the, see now. As they gave, and in fairness to the filmmakers, they gave her everything they could to make it appropriate for them to kill her. Like they gave her whole monologues about how she'd like to make a dog suffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I still, when it happened, was like. That's an old lady, man. Like, yeah. just because she doesn't uh, buy. I things. don't really want to see a filmic thing of like how ooh a really funny death by her because you're like, but she's. It's interesting, isn't it? Very few people seem to die explicitly on screen via the gremlins, other than Mrs. Deagle, who is, as you say, set up in such a way to be like boo every time you yeah. see her. And also the science teacher. And, uh, oh, and God, he yeah. Again was Who, again, way, like, is just like... They, I guess they set him up as doing, like, experiments against people's will, and that's supposed to be it, but it still didn't make it okay to me. And I'm, I, like, I'm not... Because it's a horror, so it's not like everyone who dies, you have to be like, yes, righteous justice! Yeah. But um, with the science teacher, I got the sense it was meant to be more sad. Although in fairness, like, it was never brought up afterwards, so maybe that was also supposed to be righteous justice, in which case that's another example of how they had this unfair stereotype yeah. of a science teacher, a science teacher who also, like, experiments on living beings in his spare time, and you're like, pretty sure it doesn't happen. Like, that's like... And... Does someone who made the movie really not like their science? Yeah, but (laughs) also, like, for whether they intended it or not, only black character, first person to die in the horror movie. Agreed. So, just millions of layers of awful choices <laughs> not awful choice like it's it's lazy a movie. Well, it's good but like some tropey lazy things yeah and i'm calling them tropey this is the thing this, perhaps they were original the 80s back then maybe at the time it was like 
that's not a pattern that's just what's yeah, happened that's in just this what's movie happening. but now that stuff feels really patterny where it's yeah. like the old woman dies the old the woman and the black man are the only people dies, you know? who die in this movie really yeah. on screen yeah it like it does that and it also does the tropey like the chinese people in the film yeah. are like strange you know it's it's um professor chang's monologue from community where he's like he talks about you know what's expected of him like you think he's gonna be mysterious and you think he's gonna be teaching something you know whatever but he's teaching spanish it's that whole vibe applied to this where it's like ah yes lots of beard stroking and smoke pipe smoking yeah um because like, non-American, Eastern, if you yeah, will. Eastern, you And from the Far East, so I don't think like you, I think. Did you just fall on the floor? Yeah, I was trying to get my gasoline <laughs> with my feet and it just all fell apart. <laughs> I properly fell off my chair. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's tired and it's tropey. But I I think the the use of animatronics and the 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 really fun use of the gremlins themselves are worthy enough to bring this back as an annual treat yeah it's it's good that it like overall despite the fact that it falls into some really 80s tropes mm. um that now wouldn't be acceptable in a movie mm-hmm. it's uh it's fun enough for the other points that i didn't feel like oh i'm so worn out by having to like overlook that shit because yeah. it's an old movie and like i still had a good time yeah 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 it's so fun the soundtrack it's so good. It's so good. It really, I mean, I can't even talk much about a lot of it. I know there's some good Christmas songs in it, but I love that funky synth beat. Like, like it got me so excited. Like, It's so much fun, and it, it, it completely covers the tone of the movie. It completely, like, gives you what it sums it it sums it up if you like you know you show someone the, the you, you try and explain gremlins to someone which must be hard in the first place but you just play them that song and they'll be like i know exactly what i'm in for oh gremlins the man who plays the hot dog from david copperfield the, 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 <laughs> the, a, dog the with animated abs. movie where <laughs> david copperfield's a cat abs yep. dogs i can't abs believe dogs. that was him I can't believe that. Whenever people are like, <laughs> the little girl from The Haunting of Bly Manor is also the voice of Peppa Pig. <laughs> Samara from The Ring is also Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> the voice of Gizmo is the hot dog from the an- animal version of David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> the French Canadian animal version of David Copperfield. <laughs> Go and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Um, I don't know if I feel Christmassy and with a lot of murder and melting and stuff, but I feel like... And also that whole horrible story about chimney, which doesn't even make sense. Not very festive, Um, not very logical. Not festive. That bit was not festive. Very sad, but beautiful performance from Phoebe Cates there. Beautiful performance. I'm I'm super confused by that scene because she doesn't require that. 
Yeah. Like, she... It's they, like, deci- they liked that story, yeah. so they decided to put it in. Yeah. But you're like, it's not necessarily to the film, yeah. it's not necessarily to her character. But it's so memorable. And you know what? Sometimes I appreciate that. Like, what is the point? No, I'm not going to come to that because you'll wipe the floor with me. But no, go on, say it. It's going to be like, what's the point in the restaurant scene in Reservoir Dogs? (laughs) Tell us. Does it establish everyone's character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It establishes everyone's character in the sense that, like, it's a, and also the fact that it's a, it's a really relaxed conversational scene that then leads into a scene of complete like torment. But agreed in the sense that it's there because I get the sense it's there because Quentin Tarantino wrote when I wrote some incredible naturalistic I wrote a fun dialogue essay about and I need Madonna. like a, a scene here. Yeah to have it in Which, and I wanted me to be the one to say it yeah. but then people were like fucking stop like no <laughs> I, mean, I mean I'm a huge fan of that whenever I write anything I write these really long scenes of fun human dialogue and I'm like I want it in and then I look at the piece as a whole and I'm like it makes no sense to anything it's just really but, funny and fun to have yeah and that's hold on but both you and Quentin Tarantino <laughs> as great like minds have gone it's funny and fun and yeah, it's good and I want it and the people who wrote Gremlins were like this is incredibly depressing <laughs> but like let's give it to like a little teenage girl sorry I know she's not a teenager but she does look like the a like vibes yeah yeah um, and just make her say it and I like you know what I'd be fascinated because like maybe that happened or maybe yeah. like it's, I wouldn't it's, be it's to do with someone's grief around like losing someone at the holidays and like maybe it's a result of because of Christmas celebrations not necessarily in that way but in a yeah. like you know there are more accidents over the holidays because people are celebrating and maybe doing foolhardy things mm. um, so I like possibly that comes from somewhere and so I don't want to tear it apart you know yeah. but I just felt hearing it like I needed questions answered. I felt like I needed Louis Theroux to swim in there and be like, "So, um, I'm so sorry to hear about uh your father. Your father. <laughs> Would you be able to talk a bit more about that and like how it happened?" Because she just says it, and you're and I mean, no one can say anything because it's really sad. But you're like, "What? Wait, what? It, what?" It's so interesting. I've just gone onto the IMDb trivia, and the second thing that they have after the first thing being it is the same set as Back to the Future. Kaching, go me. Um, the Santa speech proved to be controversial, and studio executives insisted upon its removal because they felt it was too ambiguous as to whether it was supposed to be funny or sad. Director Joe Dante, however, stubbornly refused to take the scene out, saying it represented this movie as a whole, which had a combination of horrific and comedic elements. Executive producer Steven Spielberg did not like the scene, but despite his creative control, he viewed this movie as Dante's project and allowed him to leave it in. I mean, it's very iconic. It's honestly the main thing that I remember from Gremlins. When I think Gremlins, I think Dad got stuck in the chimney and died. You even said at the beginning, like, that's super sad and stuff. It stuck out to Um, me. And I think think he's right. It sticks out to me. And a cool scene. 
but also I can understand that controversialism because now I can say, knowing that it wasn't based off like Dante's terrible childhood memories or something. Well, we still don't know that for sh- for sure. For sure, like that's incredibly unnecessarily sad thing to give someone who's not had many words beforehand and it almost felt to me like sort of just randomly ramping trauma onto a randomer because they were like this is a cool idea and like we said like with Tarantino sometimes he goes this is a cool idea and you're like somehow it all works in to a situation but it's like with those like you know with the restaurant scene I know, I won't go on about Reservoir Dogs. But even though the dialogue itself is probably based on just something Quentin Tarantino wanted to get off his chest, and he got a cool, like, he got a CD from Madonna afterwards that was signed, like, Dear Quentin, it's about love, not about dick. Oh, um, <laughs> oh that. Um, that, like, you still get the thing from the characters in that scene, like, that's a reason to show the interaction of the characters. So the actual dialogue is not that important. It's about how, like, Mr. White and Mr. Orange seem, like, really close. And Mr. Orange looks quite admiringly to Mr. White. And Mr. White is clearly close to Joe. And Joe is clearly the father of Eddie and things like that. And yeah. Mr. Blonde and Eddie have a sort of antagonistic, friendly relationship. That stuff's what's important. Yeah, of course. That monologue in Gremlins, and I, I, I mean, in fairness, now that I'm suddenly saying it, I can't believe I'm like, here's how we compare it to the starring <laughs> scene of Reservoir Dogs. But, like, that doesn't have that bit of it, where it's like, yeah, there's it's no something addition. cool, but the point is that you get Serving to know these a further people. Because yeah, it's just... It's interesting. I mean, maybe the further service was he was like, Phoebe Cates can do it, and I think yeah, she and and, and it really therefore well. we get to give Phoebe Cates a bit more to do. We yeah. give her a bit more of a character alongside side love interest, and that's cool. But I just also um, and, and, and and as a kid, I think I always thought, what a brilliantly tragic way to do that—to give her something more about her, to learn a bit a bit more about where she's come from and who she is. What a brilliantly sad way to do that. As an and, and as you say, as an adult, fundamentally, her character doesn't matter. She could not exist, and the movie would trundle along just fine. Yeah, and also just that, like, her um, her big plot thing is something that happened in the past to do with the... Ma- like, it's not really... Like, it's trauma, it's but not it's not necessarily to do with her. Yeah. And it, and then nothing that happens later is, like, a Tied balm that. to that. Yeah. It's just, like, this terribly sad thing happens on Christmas, and then also this terribly sad thing happens on Christmas, but I'm kind of recovered by the end because, like, two sad things equal a happy thing, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Anyway, good two night, everyone. Do make a <laughs> the end. Yeah, yeah, no, you make a brilliant point. It's it's so bizarre and it's so out of place and it's seemingly out of nowhere and you can see where the movie execs were like, uh, no. And, and yeah, it's so funny because obviously that struck people as really iconic and yeah. you wonder if Gummins would be as memorable if it wasn't for... If it didn't have a fucking big-lipped alligator horrible. moment <laughs> in the form of a Phoebe Cates tragic monologue about how her dad died... <laughs> Like, it's really, really bizarre. And, like, really big shout out to Steven Spielberg, who, you know, 20 years after his big break in Jaws, to be like, you know what? Go for it, mate. You do what you need to do. Like, that stuff matters. Like, yeah, yeah, you follow your heart, man. And it's like, yes, thank you. Like, even though you didn't like it, you still let me do it. And that's really, really big. Like, that's really huge. Like, 
thank you so much because this movie at the end of the day is so much fun and it's so easy to drink to and it's it, it can get you Christmassy if you want it to but it doesn't necessarily have to which I think is a pretty big deal because there are some movies that I'm like uh we cannot watch this until fucking December and it's kind of bad for the movie because if it's on TV or if it's on it's re, being re-shown at the cinema, I won't give it my money or my time. But this December. movie, if it was on in the middle of July, I'd be like, you know what? We I can do Gremlins, Gremlins right now. It's not yeah. even a problem. Even though you're right, it was a very Christmassy movie. Hmm. Nice. Well, we've watched it. Watched it. And... We've been your hosts of Christmas Past. What did you think about Gremlins? Let us know in the comments below. This isn't a YouTube video. This is a podcast. So you got to find us. you got to find us and then Let's tell know us. Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter Instagram, Instagram, possibly YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. Um, and that's it. That, that's, that's it for socials. Um, thank you for joining us. For our drunk Christmas. I'm very drunk. I feel like I'm going to get too. caught up in the morning for being so Me bad. Too. Let's get in some trouble, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the gremlins. La, 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 la. You watched it so many times before. And now you're going to watch it again. again. But it's been so many years since you last. Sorry, and now, now you show, show it to your friends. friends. I can't and they're like, what? Huh? What the, what the fuck is this? this? It fucking sucks. And it was, it's so called Gremlins, and much. it feels very 80s for oh, what? So Why this film? Hooray! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, the best thing you can do is head to Apple and leave a review. You can find Why This Film across social media on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Why This Film Pod and slash or like me on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. You can support the podcast at www.patreon.com forward slash Why This Film Podcast, where you have early access to episodes as well as bonus material. And you can find episodes, weekly reviews, and more at whythisfilmpodcast.co.uk. Now go back and have a shot every time I say podcast. Hi, Scarlett. Hi, Dave. We've got to convince the wonderful people of this world why they should listen to our new podcast. Okay. So, what exciting things can people expect from us? Well, they can expect... Witty anecdotes. I was about to pick up the broken bottle and like, on guard. A wild boomer appeared. David <laughs> used shock. Exclusive insight into the acting industry. I played Hitler's valet and I handed him a plate of milk and cookies. She started on Hollyoaks. Why don't you give them a call? They'd love you. And of course, intelligent conversation. We're talking about you having a weird crush on Colin Firth and suddenly you're shagging a Greg's pasty. My life's exciting. What can I say? I think that'll about do it. So grab some drinks and come join me, Scarlett Bryant. And me, David McCulloch. For our brand new podcast series, Two Actors Walk Into a Bar. I think that's enough to convince them. Cheers! Cheers. Right then, folks. 
What'll it be? A tomato juice and Worcestershire sauce. A packet of salted nuts and a subscription to two actors walk into a bar podcast. why this film podcast has a patreon patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier for three pound a month you can join camelot and enjoy early access to episodes including seasons one to three you'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pyjama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate, and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long-lost movies, and I hope you do too.